jayandkevin.com or the big 99.9 coyotecountry.com. Hey, should we try this again? Let's do the open again. I'm going to have you talk, and I'm going to make sure we're on the radio. So like I was saying, Trivial trivial Pursuit is an extremely overrated (laughs) board game unless you're suddenly playing it on a video game system on your TV, and then all of a sudden trivia becomes extremely fun. Yeah, there we go. Except also now, once I said it to you earlier with no one heard but you and me, I do enjoy Trivial Pursuit. I do personally enjoy it, but I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. I'm not as much. I don't mind um, the question and answer part of it. I don't like the board game part of it and the pies and the complicated, you know. Yeah. You have to hide. You have to hide trivia a lot of times in a game like that in other ways, because you're right. The whole the whole concept of the board game trivial pursuit can get very tedious. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because it can last longer than you want it to. Whereas with the other game, you're like, um, okay, first to three. There you go. It's like in Did you guys ever play the game Cranium. I don't think so. so. Cranium has trivia in it, but it also has charades. It has, like, I think Pictionary style stuff in it. You can create stuff out of Play-Doh in that game. It's got all sorts of extra stuff in it, and so that hides the trivia very well. So your trivial pursuiters out there still can, you know, show off their brain power. But then nah. people like me who want to play with Play-Doh can also show off the fact that I'm five. Um, we're having a few technical difficulties. So let me, I'm going to have you check Monty's text right now so that you can uh, adjust. We had a, a equipment piece of equipment that went a little south. I hear you just fine, which is Same. really, really weird. We got a couple of texts that said I was loud, distorted, and tinny. I don't know. If that's just me on a normal day. but I'm, j- I'm just praying that this doggone system works i don't know if it's my equipment if it's our station equipment but i know i have brand new equipment coming to my house on friday but that's more for personal stuff as opposed to work stuff so it shouldn't affect the work part of it it will definitely affect my personal stuff working on things in the house for one of our friends steve hawk but it shouldn't affect us being on here right now Right. Well, you can just text us if you have, uh, you know, if you figure out, hey, gosh, dang it, this sounds like this or that sounds like that. Or you hear something because guess what? We actually cannot hear the radio, which is a weird concept. Yeah. Oh, Monty says I'm better now. Monty. Oh, you Whatever do sound doing. better now. Thank you, Monty. You're great. You know, Monty's uh, actually one of our um, unpaid engineers. He is. He's real good. And he's also great on game night. Yeah, it was fun having his children on last night. He has he brought the twins out, and I think I met Monty. I think I met Monty when the twins were babies. Okay, his oldest was maybe three or four, and it's real weird to see them as high schoolers about to go to college, and that's a weird transition. It's the same with like your daughter. When I first met you, your daughter was probably four years old. Five years old. She's not anymore. No, she's just a little bit older than that. Yeah. I remember seeing her running around in the hallways of the old building we worked in and being like, oh, Jay has a little tiny daughter. Yeah. Always wearing a dress as a young girl and never wearing a dress now. Yeah. Now Jay has an adult. I know. A couple of them, actually. Well, this this is. Well, yeah. You know what? Good point. Will and Emma. This is the funniest text we've ever gotten. And I want to thank someone who who texts this in. Jay sounds exactly like he did last Friday. Oh no! Oh no! We're <laughs> at that. that. We're at that level. 
This isn't. That's not where we want Jay to be. Just so everyone knows, that's not where we want Jay to be. We want Jay to sound better than he did last Friday. That was a great reference, though, because I mean, who would remember what I sounded like that last Friday? Well, this person did, and I appreciate that. I will tell you, amazing. I'm going to sound real good because I'm like directly plugged into the radio station. Like if we're going to pull the curtain back, I am talking into a microphone that goes directly to the radio station. That's the reason you did the test over the song. Yeah. Jay is on a microphone at his house going through the World Wide Web via the application Skype. And it is coming into my ears and then going from my ears into (laughs) a different thing that then gets sent to the station. Jay is like at the other end of one of the tin can phones from your childhood, but that tin can is also in another county. (laughs) So if you ever had the tin cans, which by the way, I think everyone, has everyone tried the tin can phone thing? Because it is still one of the most fascinating concepts that you can put two tin cans with a string in between it and hear the person talking. That doesn't work, does it? Does it work? I believe it does. Because I remember doing it as a kid and I either dreamt that it worked or it actually did work and I loved it. But I believe that works and is underutilized. Man, if that works, I want to try it. I don't think I ever tried it as a kid. Could be a fun science experiment. But here's the thing. You've got to have... The cans have to be taut, right? So you have to have the cans taut, I believe, and the string can't be like laying on anything. So one kid has to be holding one end of the string, the can, and the other kid with the other can, and then the string taut between them. And I believe it does work. I I, I believe it does. Does the uh, cup against the wall work? What's that one? You know where you put the cup up against the wall to listen to the people in the other room? That one is... That one I don't know, but I do know you can do the one where if you have a toilet paper roll and dads, if you rub one into the toilet paper roll against charcoal uh, and then you have your kids look through it, put it against (laughs) your eye and look through it and tell them that they can see better with it. When they take that off their eye, they're going to have a big ring of charcoal around it. Way better. My parents used to do that one with cigarette ashes. What? Okay. It's still one of the funniest tricks to play on your kids is the toilet paper roll. You do it. Oh, look at, I did it. I've got it. I'm looking through it with my eye. And then you hand it to your kid and have them do it with the other end. The other end is rubbed in cigarette ashes or charcoal. And then they've got a big circle around their eye and parents go, this is payback for everything you did to me for the last six, seven years of your life. Oh, I love it. The, The biggest trick my dad used to play. And I don't know if you've done this, your family has done this, you're going to laugh. If you haven't, you're going to say, what a terrible family. Did you guys ever do the one or your family ever do the trick where you have a board and the kid stands on the oh, board? Oh, and you hit him with it and there's a nail in the end of it? <laughs> no, not that one. The oh, board okay. Holes it, you hit trick. him on the bottom. No, they, they stand on it and two parent people lift it up. Like you do it without the blindfold first. So you get two, someone standing on a board and you lift it up and they jump off to the ground. And it's like, oh, right. you jumped off this board to the ground. And then you do it again. You put a blindfold on it. Okay, we're going to see if you can land on your feet now that you know what it feels like. We're going to see if you can land on your feet. And you put the blindfold on and then you, they lift it like an inch off the ground instead of three feet. When and they so jump. when you jump, you're expecting to be in the air because you've just done it. So you know how long you're going to be in the air. And you're like, right. we're going to see if you can land on your feet blindfolded. It's so much harder. And the kid's like, no, it's not. This is easy. I just did it with my blindfold off. I can do this. And then they barely lift it. And when the kid jumps, they hit the ground immediately and pretty much fall on their face every time. <laughs> That's a great one, though. Man, my dad. I, and again, these are things I look back on and go, anymore, you probably get in trouble for it. Someone's like, you made your kid fall. But it's one of my favorite little kid tricks because there's so much confidence 
after they've jumped off without the blindfold and feel like I can do anything and then you challenge it, there's no way you can do it blindfolded. It's way harder than you think. No, it's not. No, it's not, Dad. And then wipe out. When that ground hits them one half a second after they jump. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, hey, let's do this. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. All right. I think we got all the kinks worked out here today. And we got a little audio vault scheduled for you. I'm in looking forward to this. Who knows if we have the kinks worked out. But Oh, if, good point. <laughs> if you want to let us know, let us know. Okay, Jay, a couple things for you. Number one, this is from Matt Damon. I believe you and I both enjoy Matt Damon. Yeah, for sure. We enjoy his movies. We both like the Bourne movies. He's cool. Yeah. He is he is quarantined in Ireland. So he was in Ireland and they're just there. And life doesn't stink apparently to be quarantined as a rich movie star in Ireland. Even right. in lockdown, they're like, you've got to stay, you know, within two kilometers of your house. I mean, two kilometers of here, there's trees and forests and woods and ocean. And I mean, it's just I can't think of any place you'd rather want to be in a two kilometer radius of trees forest and ocean like that matt damon okay yeah congratulations bud and there's probably no one else within two kilometers so right he's, he doesn't have to deal with neighbors or anything he's just two kilometers of forest and then right by the ocean i'm sorry your life is so rough matt damon sam hunt also discussed hey matt damon what's a kilometer <laughs> I, mean, I don't know that's a good point yeah, like- two kilometers might be like 20 feet so maybe it isn't as good as I All thought. Right. All I just keep saying is, was, hey, man, I didn't know what a kilometer was. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> so <clears throat> I wonder how many kilometers apart you have to stand from people. I need that as a right. I think it's probably two meters. Meter, yeah. yeah. I think it's two meters. Okay, so Sam Hunt also quarantined. Yeah, we're doing well. We, um, we're stocked up on groceries and supplies, and we live uh, south of town. We just moved into a little cabin out in the woods. So we're getting some time in the new place, getting to know it a little bit. There's some woods behind the house we can go walk around in. Doing that now after we've binged out on Netflix and YouTube. Is apparently the woods the greatest place to be quarantined? Is that what I'm learning right now? <laughs> of course he has a cabin in the woods. Yeah, of course. His beard's probably seven feet long. I, I've got to imagine, boy, I've got to imagine the beard length as a nation, is long. I know they said early, don't have a beard. Because if you're wearing a mask, the beard ruins the effectiveness of the mask. But It's kind of like if you've ever had a mustache and tried to put a a mask on to go snorkeling, and it won't seal. That's a good, that's that's exactly, that's exactly it. So, I'm, I'm wondering though, people who have beards, like, I know, Jay, I haven't shaved my beard since we started this, because... It's like, I'm not leaving my house. I'm not going anywhere. I, I, yeah. Why shave it? So I mine is just getting gnarly, and it's really gross, and it's all over the place, and I'm not trimming it in any way. It just looks terrible. But I've got to imagine that's the case for a lot of people. And there's probably a lot of wives and girlfriends out there who are very disappointed in that. So Also, I, do you think there's anybody who has not shaved? You know how uh, sometimes women will do the not shaving their legs or armpits during winter? Yeah. Has anybody not shaved their legs during the entire quarantine? Who? Who? That's I, and how long is the hair growth? Because again, I don't ever I, shave my legs, so I I know where my length is, and it's just always the same. But I've got to imagine if you started from scratch, you got to be pretty. It's got to be pretty nice right now. I've seen the TV show Survivor, 
and I see how much hair grows under armpits and under and on your and legs and arms in just 40 days. Right. Okay, Jay, we've decided we need to play this clip as just an instructional thing because we have athletic facilities in our area. Yeah. We have basketball courts, we have fields, we have baseball fields, softball fields, we also have tennis courts. This is a public service. And in New York, the one of their lead officials, and I wish I remember this gal's name, uh, because she is, and I showed you the video of her, she's very professional looking. Like, she looks like someone who needs to be running something somewhere. Yeah, she has a scarf on. She has, is that a, is that a dress or, a, or a, some sort of jacket or something? I can't really tell. Yes, it is. I mean, she's very professional. She's there. Uh, I she's get, ready for her uh, first appearance in a Zoom meeting. Yeah, I want to get her name in there because it's, it's fair to get her in here. Nassau County, their chief, Laura Curran, it was the county executive, Laura Curran, was discussing with the neighborhood how you can play tennis because people are trying to be active and they're trying to, of course, practice good social distancing. So the, the issue, the, the, the thing they came up with in New York is if you are playing any kind of sport with family members, obviously you're with them all the time. That's fine because right. you guys are already sharing stuff. It's when you get outside sources in, that's when you no longer are technically social distancing because now, okay, you're touching stuff. Other people are touching and sharing whatever you've been in contact with. So she's on tennis courts surrounded by two, looks like police officers who are wearing masks. And she is going to tell you the proper way to play tennis. Here you go. Here is Laura Curran. Every player unless they're from the same household, has to bring their own tennis balls so that you don't touch other people's tennis balls um, with your hands. You can kick their balls, but you can't touch them. <laughs> I'm going to blush, sorry. Um, of course, if you're, if you're playing with someone in your household, you can touch those tennis balls. Uh, to avoid confusion... <laughs> To avoid confusion between whose balls are whose, you can use a marker, like a Sharpie, to mark out, to put an X, to put someone's initials on that. I've got to give her credit, Jay. She rallies so well, but it is so comforting. It is, it is comforting to see <laughs> someone who is a political figure, who is professional, after all of the stuff we've been watching and everything is serious and everything is, oh my gosh, everything is filled with either anger or way too serious. It was fun to see an official have a moment where they realize, guess what? We're all still human and funny is still funny. I'm just offended that she's endorsing it's okay to be kicking someone there. Yeah, I mean, you can't do it. And her face, I love it when she just looks down and goes, I'm going to blush. Well, there's some lady giggled in the background. I mean, there's yeah. like some, yeah. it's like some woman immediately went, <laughs> I'm going to give it to you one more time. I'm going to give it to you one more time because here's the deal. There's also a security guard, the police officer. He's wearing a mask, so he can't be seen. He is His shoulders are shaking so fast because he's laughing so hard, but he's wearing a mask. So as long as he keeps his eyes serious. That's great. Hey, here you go again. Here's how you play tennis during quarantine. Every player, unless they're from the same household, has to bring their own tennis balls so that you don't touch other people's tennis balls. Um with your hands. You can kick their balls, but you can't touch them. I'm going to blush. Sorry. <laughs> and there, that lady's lap. And there's your audio vault for a Wednesday. It is the 20th day of May, 2020. 
so many questions about what's going on with this movie challenge. Uh, another 80s movie for me. I had watched the movie Breakfast Club last week. I watched right. the movie Weird Science yesterday. So I think they're both John Hughes movies, if that's correct. I think, I think so, because uh, Anthony Michael Hall's in both of them. So I feel like, yes. So I, I, I was a baby in the 80s. I was a little tiny baby. Like when this movie right. came out, I was, I think, two years old. I think more than anything. The movie was okay. This one I didn't mind. So I, I, if, I'm, if I'm ranking it, I, I'd say I give it like a 7 out of 10. Was it just because it was intentionally just trying to be funny and the uh, Breakfast Club was more trying to be socially significant? Yes, and I think the social significance didn't resonate with me because I didn't grow up through that timeline here in the United yeah. States. So it just didn't, I think that's fair, yeah. It didn't click with me. This one was just more, okay, two teenage guys like girls, so they make a girl. They're trying to fall <laughs> in love with girls. Is couple things. Number one, I'm learning so much about Kevin James during this challenge. Like, that's <laughs> the number one thing. I think that's the learning thing. I want Kevin to watch Mary Poppins, which is the movie I watched growing up. And he wants right. me to watch weird science, the movie he watched growing up. And I think I'm learning a lot about him and his growing up experience more than I'm learning anything about movies. So I'm back to back on, on breakfast club and weird science. So first of all, I want to ask everyone what their favorite eighties movie is because I'm in this groove now with Kevin's watching a ton of 80s movies or having me watch a ton of 80s movies. And I had seen like the Indiana Jones. I had seen the Back to the Futures. I had seen the Star Wars, kind of some of the bigger classics from the 80s, even though I know these ones are as well. But I'd never seen like these teen movies uh, of the 80s, kind of just the, the, the big sci-fi ones and action ones are all I'd seen. So it's kind of been fun to see what a comedy or like a teen movie was like 30 years ago as a yeah, because you're you uh, you, you got to take out the star wars and top gun and right. oh the wait have you seen top gun i haven't seen it so i'm sure that's okay. coming up as i continue to lose week after week in this picture challenge <laughs> where we both throw up a random picture and i get about four votes and kevin gets 500 votes i i i'm going to need to step up my game I, this is going to make me re require me to do more facebook scrolling during the week i think is what it's going to lead to to find funny pictures i'm outsourcing my work to my Facebook friends. But again, I like this movie. I'm just surprised at how much more, how ratings have changed in movies because the amount of language in these eighties movies that are rated like PG 13 are hilarious to me. All of these movies would be rated R now. I think all these movies Kevin is showing me would be rated R now. I was so surprised because I'm watching and I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. Oh, that's what we're talking about here. That's what we're doing. But this one did make me laugh. Jay. It did make me laugh. It's really stupid. And I could see a remake of sorts happen with this movie. I could see this one being one of those, okay, we're remaking old movies. We remade Ghostbusters. Right. Now let's do Weird Science, but the 2020 version of Weird Science where everyone at this par house party is standing six feet apart. <laughs> Social distancing Weird Science. It's just, the movie's so dumb. So, But I want to know what everyone's favorite 80s movie is, and I want to know if people, if this was like, overall a great movie because when we talked about it yesterday the text came in and everyone was saying this is going to be a movie that is great like this is a great 80s movie there weren't a lot of people saying that movie stinks and i did enjoy it but it would never be one i would seek out in 2020 i know i feel like i know a lot of funnier movies the yeah. I, I i don't know i feel I, I just know a lot of funnier movies that i would recommend people watch before this that said 
in or in in order of the movies Kevin has made me watch, it is going to fall as my second favorite one that I've watched so far. So it does get high praise from me. Wow. I've got That's My Boy still is the funniest, the best movie Kevin's made me watch. Then Weird Science is going to be slotted. Then I'm going with Tucker and Dale versus Evil. And then I'm going with The Breakfast Club. Those are the order at which I rank the movies Kevin has made me watch. Weird Science does get a thumbs up for me. It does not get two thumbs up. I'm going to give it... See, it's hard. I gave it the 7 out of 10. And I give it the 7 out of 10 on the scale of movies Kevin's making me watch. Because I think if it was just overall movies, it would get like a 5. Compared like, have to you... <laughs> right. And will you... I guess there's two questions. Have you looked at other 80s movies and gone, oh, I've never seen that. I've heard of it. I want to watch it just in case he, in case you win. And of course, he's probably seen every he's 80s seen movie. Um, and then the, I guess the more important question is, would you ever recommend this movie to any of your friends? No. See, that's the thing. I wouldn't tell any one of my friends, go watch Weird Science. Yeah. And that's only because it, it is older and I know funnier current movies to me. Yeah. Like, there are more current movies that are funnier to me than Weird Science. Again, the concept's kind of fun. Two two nerdy kids create a ro- uh, create a robot, pretty much that they make. With, which, by the way, the scene of them creating her, where they have got like a life board on the table with a Barbie doll on it, and they attach all the wires to it, and somehow they hack into like NASA's computers. It is very funny, very over the top, and also. They have computers in this movie that look like this movie is from the early 1980s. Right. Yeah, exactly. The size of a room with a big giant tube TV attached to it. Yeah. Your computer doesn't have enough power. And it's like, well, no joke. All of the letters are green. (laughs) Yes, you're right. It doesn't. It has less power than an Apple watch. Yet it can create a human. It created a human. And and my favorite part of the whole movie was probably... Looking at one of the characters, the whole movie, every time he came on screen and going, I know that person. I know that person. And I had never seen like an Anthony Michael Hall movie until last week. So I didn't know who he was. The kid he's with, I didn't know who he was. And the girls I didn't recognize. I didn't recognize the girl who plays Kelly LeBrock or yeah. But there's one kid I was like, I know him. I recognized um, uh, Bill Paxton, I think is who it is, who plays like the brother who extorts money from him. But- I, one of the kids, I was like, I know him. It was stinking Robert Downey Jr. And I didn't realize oh. it forever. And I was finally like, okay, pause the movie. And I was like, I've got to look these kids up. I know someone. Sure enough, it's a young, probably 14, 15-year-old Iron Man. That's insane. And I, I thought, forgot he was in that. And that changed everything for me. I was, I thought, hey, they're kind of the bad guys. They're the bullies. He plays one of the bullies. And I was like, oh, wait, now I like the bully the most because I know that he turns into Tony Stark and he turns into Iron Man. So now I kind of want him to win. But it was all right. I need to win one of these doggone weekly challenges so I can make Kevin watch Mary Poppins, which he's (laughs) never seen. And then it's like the inverse of what he grew up on, which was weird science, and what I grew up on, which was Mary Poppins, which are two completely different worlds. I think he would like it. I do too. I do too. Yeah, I he, would, he would probably like it. Weirdly All like right, it. All right, well, uh, the picture challenge next week, you better start working this this weekend. You better start, like, here's the thing. Kevin spends more time scrolling than you, so I don't know if you know this. When you have a baby, next time your baby falls asleep on your lap, scroll. Okay, that's what I'm going to do because i got to win one of these doggone picture challenges. The only thing I see on my feed ever is people who make bread, and I don't think one of those is going to win. Those bread makers are cool, though, man.